Hey, I'm Andrew. And I'm Chris. We're the hosts of True Believers, a comic book podcast, a weekly show about all things comics. Welcome to the eighth episode. Last week, we took a deep dive into the publication and character history of Shang-Chi, the master of Kung Fu. And this week, we are going to be talking about Marvel's What If. It's going to be a two-part series, and we actually did a little bit early, but... Time. Space. Reality. Listen. And ponder the question. (laughs) What if... Sorry, What If is an animated anthology series based on the homonymously titled Marvel comic series, What If? The What If series, um, the stories debuted in 1977, and since then they've been featured in many other series and collected in, uh, I think, like 13 volumes, with a few standout, standalone issues along the way. With the Loki show, the MCU has created the multiverse and given us a tidy phrase to describe the single point of divergence from the main timeline that branches off into an alternate universe a nexus event. Nexus events are actually the entire point of what if. They're mostly narrated by Uatu, the Watcher, or sorry, Uatu, I think, the Watcher. Uh, What if stories are designed to explore the consequences of a nexus event and the effects they have on the branch timeline going forward? In Marvel Comics, the Watchers are among the oldest species in the universe. They observe and gather information on the wider universe without interference because every time they've tried to share their knowledge it backfired and the planet ended up destroyed. Uatu, unlike many watchers, is a consummate altruist. Having volunteered to observe humanity from his post on the dark side of the moon against his oaths and established watcher protocol, he has rendered aid to many Marvel superheroes including the Fantastic Four and Doctor Strange, sometimes without even their knowledge. I know. So Uwatu was kind of, um, he gets in trouble in the comic books a lot, but other watchers for always interfering. I know that much, but. He, he literally went on trial. Like they were yeah. like, bro, you got to stop. He was like, our whole thing is to watch, hence our name, the watchers, right? What, like, what is the point of even just sitting there watching and recording? It's like not even. They're uh, aliens. They're just nosy hoes. I think that's all they are. They're like <laughs> super powerful, nosy ass bitches who just watch and record. I think at some point, like when you have all this technology, you got all this knowledge. I think that at this point, it must just be like soap operas for them. You know, that's actually a good point. They're sitting there like, "Ooh, what's going to happen on America's Mightiest Superheroes today? America's Except Mightiest Superheroes. Except they're superhero. like watching the entire universe, which I really think is crazy. Um, speaking and of the, the multiverse. MC- <laughs> period. Actually, I think that's just you ought to. I don't think the rest of them really care. Really? So do they all just sit there and watch their own? Yeah, I don't know. Um, huh. I'm pretty sure, like, okay, so there was this planet that got destroyed. This part really doesn't matter. It has nothing to do with this episode. But there was this planet that got destroyed because the Watcher people were like, oh, let's share our technology and our knowledge with them. And they, like, left and came back. And they had, like, killed each other in, like, the nuclear I remember that. I remember that. That was insane. Okay, they so were like, that was his daddy, apparently. Let's not do that again. From my uh, 20 minutes of research that I was like, wait, actually, I need to talk about the Watcher, probably. Yeah. Um, because I, he just shows up. They don't explain it in this show at all. He's just kind of like an intro, some voice talking to us and like outline in a cloud type he of thing. He introduces himself. He's like, I am the Watcher. Yeah, but they don't, do they even explain like what he really does? Absolutely they they just say like, oh, I just watch. I can't interfere. I think that's he all He literally they really says, say. I observe all that transpires here, but I do not, cannot, will not interfere for I am the Watcher. Man. I think Marvel's really just trying to capitalize on this multiverse thing because they got people all hyped for it. And this is a, I guess, a good way to do it. But 
in the earlier stages of the MCU, a lot of people uh, thought that Stan Lee was uh, making appearances as one of the Watchers. Oh, um, yeah. In, because they confirmed that he is, is apparently supposed to be playing the same character in every appearance. And they actually do show, and I think either Guardians of the Galaxy, like one or two, him on an asteroid talking to some Watchers, but like they get bored and they like walk away. And he was like, wait, you guys are my ride. That was it. Okay. <laughs> I don't re- I don't remember that. That sounds like something that I remember them saying that they um Stanley is supposed to be a watcher of some sort. That's what he's always No, he's the watcher's up. informant. Oh, see. Cuz I had to look that up because I I was like, well the, I uh started listening to epi- I was doing something while I was watching it. So, it was mostly like listening and then I went back and watched it, but I I heard Jeffrey Wright's voice and it was like he's like I'm the watcher and I was like, "What?" Cuz I don't watch trailers. So um, I was like, I kind of thought Stan Lee was supposed to be the watcher, but I don't care about MCU news outside of what I have to look up to know about the movies and to do this podcast. So I yeah. was like, hmm, click, 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 click. And that was just a fun little bit of information. He's a watcher informant. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say anything about that because Marvel does things like that. And I think I, it feels like they just come up with these things and they're like oh somebody's gonna love to hear it but they don't think about it beforehand you know oh no it's like this tiktok thing where he's like he got it's teddy ray actually where he's like he's got elaborate bullshit ideas every 10 minutes hey teddy let's go ding dong ditch you 36 (laughs) it's exactly like that (laughs) i might make a tiktok about that later because that's exactly how i felt when i was watching what if i actually kind of like some of the what if stories like i read a bunch of them and then i've uh i really like dc's elseworlds i really like when they're like Mm -hmm. okay we got a multiverse what's going on and you know we really we both really liked future state so i was i don't want to say i was excited to watch what if i watched it because we said we would but in the first episode what if captain carter became the first avenger yeah so i okay well you know that i really like captain carter or peggy carter not captain carter that i really like peggy carter but i i was so annoyed watching this you know because they just want her they were just doing it all for the clout you know nobody really cares about peggy carter in the mcu if they cared about peggy carter in the mcu you motherfuckers would have watched agent carter Exactly. I was an Agent Carter soldier. Well, I was for season one. In season two, they didn't. They no longer had Agent Jack Thompson, and also, um, I went away for like five months, so I didn't have access to TV. But if y'all cared, y'all would have watched it. Exactly. Damn it. It was just this was just an easy way for them to gain clout. I feel like because also another thing random, but you could still it's still Chris Evans talking for Steve was Rogers, it Chris right? Evans? It was. It didn't right. sound like him. I know like it was definitely Sebastian Stan and Neil McDonald. Nobody knows Neil McDonald but me. I always just call him the white man because there's, you know, the show one on one. Um, no. Oh man, it's about this guy who's like a retired basketball player taking care of his daughter and his daughter's caliber. I'll tell you later. Um, it's it's a black people cultural staple though. Anyway. Oh, I just lied. It was okay. Let me take yeah. all that back. Okay. Well, her boyfriend Arnez looks exactly like Neil McDonald. But Neil McDonald's white and he's black. Or I guess Arnez might be biracial or something. I don't know. So I always just called him like white Arnez or Arnez's daddy. But I found out as an adult, his name is Neil McDonald. But hmm. he plays Dumb Dumb Dugan. I'm sorry. That was a completely useless aside. He's one of the Howling Commandos. Um, and he reprises his role as Dugan. And so does Sebastian Stan as Bucky. And so is Zaddy Zominic Cooper as yeah. Howard Stark. He did really good, too, because, you know, acting is completely different than voice acting. So I was kind of surprised with how these people actually sounded 
as like a, an animated character, you know? I was really impressed by that. I was too. I didn't think that they could do that, to be honest, because it's completely different. I've, I mean, I don't voice act, obviously, but I've heard it's a lot harder than, you know, just sitting or in front would, of a microphone. I don't want to like say like harder because I feel like that sounds mean, but I feel like it's a different style of acting, like from film to stage um, to voice. It's completely different. Yeah. But also, people think I, that I don't it's see just... it for celebrity voice actors. I, I don't understand Listen. That. Listen, I agree with you on that. Celebrity voice actors, you hear the voice and you're like, oh, that's Beyonce in Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but every time somebody says Beyonce, I just get a flashback to Flavor of Love. Beyonce? Beyonce? Bitch, you look like Luther Vandross. <laughs> every time I hear Beyonce, I just think of New York. Beyonce? Beyonce? Beyonce, sweetie, I'm so sorry that an ugly ass bitch. I love it but no um, I'm sorry we're talking about Captain Carter but no so I was um I was deeply surprised with how good they were with the voice acting I was like oh Mm -hmm. okay but the story shifts um because I don't know if it's because Peggy noticed that this man was a Nazi ahead of time but my thought was the this strategic some reserve the SSR they had a leak somewhere because we never investigated where in which this man came from where was he at well, okay, I haven't seen the first Captain America movie in a very long time because honestly, I didn't like it. But what didn't they like that happened in the movie, right? Yeah, like, where some the guy, guy shows he up shoots, and he, um, he shoots Dr. Erskine. But the right. point where and the timeline diverges is that um, Peggy this Carter happens. stayed in the room. I remember that. Yes, and she was able to disable the man, but it actually happens. Um, I think she saw him and made him, I don't know what made him tip his hand and like pull out his gun, but it was something because she was like, no, and then it was happening. But Steve hadn't had a chance to like get in the the case. I don't know what that thing was, the weird machine, or he was in the weird machine, Mm -hmm. but he got shot. And it was like, damn. And then, so the man kills Tommy Lee Jones and he kills Stanley Tucci. It was like, pa pa, damn, double homicide. <laughs> and <laughs> Peggy kills him because she a real shooter. She said, bop. Agent Carter said, bop. So she takes the serum and then all of a sudden she is like seven feet tall, buff as hell. Buff as um, hell. Like th- she came out like buff. I was, I mean, I know that that was the whole thing, but I was like, damn, Peggy, like calm down. Like her shoulders were buff and everything. She was thick, 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 thick. Period. The whole way down. And then they made that like misogynistic comment, like, well, you're not going to need those heels anymore. Like, boy, fuck you. But and I, that was what this whole episode was, too, was just her tackling misogyny. Was, and honestly, I saw the same thing in Agent Carter. So I was like, um, we've already done this. Also, in the last episode, when I said that thing about, you know, you're not in this episode, it's from Chowder. I'm sorry. I meant to tell you that all week. <laughs> they have this whole episode and some parts of it they don't make sense but what really makes sense does really make sense like captain carter recovers the tesseract early in the movie i'm not surprised because women are smarter than men um the thing that didn't make sense was why did captain carter have a shield because steve had a shield because he wasn't very guns focused even though he did have a gun you know it was like all about protecting people he needed an awesome weapon I saw it like he had already made the shield for Steve Rogers and he's like, well, let me just like paint over it. But the thing that was it was weird because I feel like that would have been an important like a good time to tie Steve back into the story. And they didn't take that opportunity because Steve could have been like, what about a shield? And I was like, that was just a plot hole because they never even discuss it. Like she just has a shield. Agent Carter also uses the gun. So I was like, and a sword shooter and a sword. Where the hell did the sword come from? I'm not over that. But dude, I kind of loved it. (laughs) 
I, it was giving me Wonder Woman. It was giving a I'm dying of the mascara and I fight for peace and love. I was like, yeah. Especially when she showed back out of the portal at the end of the episode, which we'll get to. But like when she showed up and made that pose, it was very Wonder Woman. It was she exactly knew what I thought. She was killing it. And um, they, they talk about Bucky, like Steve and Peggy, because, you know, they still cool. Steve is for some reason still hanging around with the SSR looking all weak and uh, submissive and breedable. And mm. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> I couldn't help it. Um, but so they, so Howard and Steve, they sitting around again having elaborate bullshit ideas. And Steve ends up in a giant robot that he calls the Hydra. It's either the Hydra Smasher or the Hydra Stomper. I mean, Hydra commit- Stomper. Yeah, yeah, I hated that I had to commit that to memory because I was like, this motherfucker isn't a Voltron robot. But okay um and they recover the howling commandos the 107th i'm like yeah get them woo, 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 we got this and steve does that let's hear it for captain carter thing which i like i really liked it in in the first avenger when bucky was like let's hear it for captain america woo, woo, woo. he did let's hear it for captain carter and i feel like that was one of the only things that i felt like was missing from the show the falcon and the winter soldier i felt like at the end bucky should have gave it a, a cute little let's hear it for captain america you know what i'm saying yeah It'd be cute. I they did a lot of like parallels to Captain America, and I just honestly I wasn't really for it because it felt more like they were just doing it for they were trying to get clout because they exactly you watch Agent Carter too, and you know in the very first episode of Agent Carter in the last couple of minutes they do a scene that parallels like a Captain America radio serial, which which is the kind of thing that they really used to do. Mm -hmm. Like they were like, oh yeah, you know. And she was with agent or like the secretary, Betty something. And then all the stuff that Captain America was doing, Peggy was doing in real life, but better. And she wasn't the damsel in distress. I was like, that is what they're doing. They're rehashing Agent Carter, but I never needed to see Peggy fight. I want to see Agent Carter do some spy shit. Yeah, I was. I, this episode just <laughs> annoyed me because Peggy Carter is so much more than just a woman with a shield, you know? And then and- if they were going to do another person as Captain America, like not to keep being on the falcon and the winter soldiers nuts but you know who they could have showed sam wilson no Isaiah. oh, oh my god isaiah yeah i forgot he was in that show my bad with the- peggy carter though i did like that they sorry with captain carter though i did like that they kept um referring to the first stance that they're supposed to have you know i was like i'm glad that they definitely are doing that even though peggy carter is definitely like the dominant one here which I think she was still the dominant one, even when fucking Steve Rogers took the serum. Like Peggy was always the dominant one, right? Either way, I like that they kept referring to the dance. And they even made a reference to um, Bucky getting his arm ripped off because she grabbed him by the arm. He's like, like, oh, you almost took my arm off. Oh, man, it's Sebastian Stan. Like in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, he gets to use a lot of like dry humor. And like there's a lot of uh, like visual funnies. But in this, Bucky was so funny. He ate. Oh. Again, I have to give credit to Sebastian Stan, particularly in this, because I didn't think that these actors could do voice acting so well. I really didn't expect it. So good job. And he made a lot of it was very funny still. Him and Dominic Cooper, they were like, I got this. They were ready. They understood the assignment. Dude, they went into the fucking recording booth ready for this because Dominic Cooper like screams at the end of it. And I think it is the funniest thing (laughs) because he makes like this really high pitched scream. It's like, and I just. (laughs) I just imagine him in the recording booth, like, living. Because you know how he is. He was probably having the best time of his life First with that of all, screen. It, it was so funny to me. Um, what we didn't talk about, though, is that 
in since they've already got the tesseract the hydra people like led by johan schmidt the red skull they <laughs> he's like our plan is to bring forth hydra's champion and we're going to take over the world and that actually like what i really appreciate about the cap like the captain america or like i don't, I don't even say captain america like the patriotic marvel con no that doesn't sound right either like the captain america content is that they actually make reference to some strange real world events that people like in like passing that people don't realize are a thing like with operation paperclip um in the winter soldier captain america winter soldier and in what if with the nazi occultism because hydra's mm -hmm. champion is like a tentacle monster from another dimension or something it's some hp lovecraft shit and Peggy defeats the tentacle monster, but a lot of people don't know that Nazis were like super into the occult. Like they had occult yeah. arms or whatever. And that's what I don't want to say that's what Hydra's supposed to be, but like Hydra was like founded by Satanists or some shit in the comics. So I like I Yeah, I, real Nazis. That what what Hitler likes like obsessed with the occult for some reason and like was always looking for weird shit. So Hydra, you know, being a Nazi organization definitely should have been the same way um but yeah it ends with fucking they have the tesseract the red skull does and he opens this portal with a giant tentacle monster and no I was they didn't like, have the tesseract did they have the tesseract because i could swear that america had the tesseract i think he just had some portal shit oh well i don't know what he had i thought they had the tesseract so either way there's a giant portal coming out with like this tentacle monster and i was like what the fuck just what the fuck how is that hydra's monster person leader i was like their champion we are stretching here we are really stretching on this one like it didn't even make any sense a lick of sense the only thing that made sense was that they have a, the hydra symbol is like an octopus monster and this is a tentacle oh like, i didn't even consider that <laughs> yeah that's that's all i got for you it made no sense like what the fuck is this tentacle monster but you know whatever <laughs> she gets a sword and she defeats it and then just... at the end like the episode doesn't end happily either it's like it's the same as uh in Captain America, the first Avenger, where where she has to make a decision that's going to take her away from um, Steve forever. And mm -hmm. they do that thing like when he was he she was like, Steve, it's OK, we can find a place. And he's like, no, I got to put it in the water. And then she's like, well, we have to go dancing on Saturday. Eight o'clock. Don't be late or some bullshit like that. And I was like, damn. So like, what yeah. the hell? And then she pushes this tentacle monster back through the portal and just goes in. And then the next scene is her talking to Hawkeye and Fury. And she, Peggy was really giving British stiff upper lip realness because they were like, she's like, where's Steve Rogers? And they're like, Captain Carter, the war's been over for like 70 years. And she's like, oh, damn. And Steve's list damn. of maladies and health problems were so long. I know he's long dead yeah don't even I, look for him it was ridiculous i do like the reference that they made to the dance again because i was like okay i'm glad we're like staying consistent with that even though it's a different universe but we're still staying consistent and she comes back out of the portal because somehow did they just like create the portal again and made her come i don't back know out? if they just beamed the portal or well, i don't know what she'll be doing honestly i don't Nick question Fury Nick just, Fury. he, be he doing just does whatever he wants but either As way they should, had a Black portal Man. and she came back out the portal 70 years later just like in captain america one just more occultist i guess but yeah so there's a good parallels at least if that's what you're looking for it's not what i was looking for when you said you're going to make a captain carter i would have preferred something more just about peggy carter because i still made this about steve rogers a lot and i was like that's not what we care about here and 
if we're being honest a little bit, Steve should have just died at the beginning of the episode and made this more about fucking Peggy. He should have just got shot. Like, well, he did get shot. That's why he couldn't. First of all, I don't get why him getting shot meant that he couldn't still. I would have been throw him in there. Yeah. Just this episode was still about fucking Steve Rogers. I was like, the way I would have just dug that bullet out and stuck him right on back in. Right. Give Peggy her moment, you know? Just let her. This should have been about her, but they still made it about other people. And I guess that's what some people wanted to see, but it wasn't what I wanted to see. Not me, though. Uh, I'm built different. And honestly, I'm glad I'm done talking about this episode because I want to talk about what if T'Challa became a Star Lord and um i just it it was like if (laughs) honestly the whole point of this episode was basically like if anybody but peter quill had gotten taken by those ravagers (laughs) the universe would be way better okay so this episode is about like the ravagers picking up t'challa instead of peter quill and t'challa's obviously a better person than peter so things go right instead of going wrong but my thing was how did y'all accidentally fly to wakanda and pick wait up no they explained kid? it because vibranium i was actually just watching black panther 40 minutes ago but <laughs> it actually did make sense because uh first yandu didn't do it himself he let them other idiots do it yeah and um it when an asteroid fell to earth and struck the continent of africa it changed the plant now i'm i'm paraphrasing black panther that was an accident basically uh mount bashanga or whatever where they mine vibranium it's an asteroid so it's like highly concentrated alien metal Mm -hmm. so it made sense like he was out there they were like oh here's the kid but the thing that was so funny about it was that yandu pulled up a hologram and he was like now does this look like peter quill because he's black He's black, and they were like, he has two ear holes, two eye holes, one eating hole. They're the same. You know what they said? We don't see color. You know what? Oh, half of them are blue. You know, they really don't have time. (laughs) They said all. Oh my god! They said all humans look alike. Well, well, you went to the wrong continent. Like, see, I I still don't get it though. Like, how did y'all end up there? How did you mess up that badly? You're on the whole other side of this earth. But you know what? That's what happens whenever you choose just regular people to go to Earth to pick up a human, I guess. Shit happens. That's what happens when you outsource. Yeah, you should have done it yourself, Yondu. That's on you. And then, like, the universe really is better with T'Challa as the Star-Lord. Like, he, he, they still have that little dust up that's at the beginning of the first Guardians of the Galaxy with Jamu Hunsu. Um, and Jamu Hunsu is, like, a big fan. I can't think of his character's name. I just know that he's very fine um he's like oh my god you're star lord like and <laughs> andrew was mad because t'challa still had his same african voice yeah. and i was like he was like kids who get kidnapped they don't have accents and i had to explain to him i'm pretty sure nobody was teaching peter any other languages i think he just had a translator but still you're not gonna you would have picked up something else you're not gonna have the same not accent you as you had translator. when you were like eight um the universe is just better with T'Challa instead of Peter Quill. Um, Thanos yeah. has given up on mad tightening. He solves every single problem that uh, the normal world has. He solves every single problem. So that way, like, pretty much the universe is just happy. Like, they're just happy now instead of worlds are dying. Thanos. Like, Drax the Destroyer. Thanos, his his world is 
Yeah, his world. He's like, hey, can let me, let's get a pic. Got to send it to my wife and my kid. Yeah, and then they took like a really terrible picture, and then he's like, oh, you look bad in this picture. Let's do another one. Which he's like, no, I'm sure it's fine. He's like, no, I look good. You look very bad. I was like, damn, you can't beg me for a picture and then tell me I look like shit. It was pretty funny though. So, the, yeah, but um, yeah, Thanos still wants to kill half the world, and everyone keeps calling him. They're like, that sounds a lot like genocide. And he goes, no, because no. it's he's random. like it's random. Yeah, it's not genocide if it's random. But he's saying it happily instead of like, I have to kill the world, <laughs> which is like, it's really funny. No, it was what's funny though is that there are two two big parties in the middle of this episode, and like one of them is T'Challa's party, like or just the Ravagers. Like they're celebrating. They're like, "Oh man, we got this!" And like you find out that the Ravagers have changed their ways. They're going around the galaxy yeah. spreading good. The Ravagers are no longer space pirates. They have T'Challa, and they're like, "Let's do good. Let's help people now." And it's like, man, if y'all would have got anybody but Peter Quill, like <laughs> just anybody it's, else, it makes me wonder. Like, is T'Challa is it because T'Challa is so great, or is it because Peter Quill sucks that much? I think it's a little bit of both. You know, T'Challa is actually a good person. And Peter, Peter Quill is clearly an idiot. I learned that from watching Avengers in Infinity War when he's like, no, I'm not from Earth. I'm from Missouri. Or he said Montana or Missouri or some bullshit. And I was like, Look, what? Even in, the, even in the comic books, he's not the smartest person. He's a fucking idiot. But yeah, so what's happening? So they're in this little bar and everybody's happy and good, right? And everybody loves T'Challa. Even like, everybody just loves T'Challa. Everyone. And then Nebula shows up with this blonde wig, pretty much, because that's not her real hair. We know, right? Yeah. What's funny, though, is that she's got this blonde wig on, but, like, Nebula in the comic books has hair. She has hair. So I was like, what? Why why is the wig blonde? She thinks she's Beyonce. I don't know. And then she's calling him Cha-Cha. First of all, um, when I was a little kid, Cha-Cha was slang for coochie. So I, it just kind of threw me off. I, I was, I don't like it when people give people with like ethnic names, nicknames, but Cha Cha, like, for it to be that, I was like, Coach A. You know, that's probably what it was too, because you know him and Nebula seemed a little <laughs> bit close. You know, she was calling him Coochie. She was probably giving him a little Coach. A little bit. It's T'Challa, and Nebula's a bad bitch. Like, let's not try. It. And Nebula's a good person now too. She's still adopted by Thanos, but she's like out here trying to do good. And the fact that Chala was like, yeah, I've been trying to get them into therapy, like, but they won't go. I'm working on it. And I was like, man. They really hit all the points of like the NCU. Like, okay, Thanos okay. is a shitty father, but. But know. the thing that was so crazy about the episode is we're not even talking about what it was about. Like, so he go, he has to go. The collector basically became the new Thanos and he's got like the children of Thanos or whatever with him, like Ebony Maw, Proxima Midnight or whatever. And yeah, the, the collector is uh, trying to, I don't know, take, I don't know if he's trying to take over the world. I don't know what this man's, like, I didn't really he just wants this, to collect. what That's if what... series was. And then also, goddamn, Howard the Duck was back. I was not happy to see him. I did not like Howard the Duck. I don't like the movie. I didn't like him showing up the mother two times. I was mad that I waited after Guardians of the Galaxy and he was there. Why am I going on a rant about Howard the Duck? I'm sorry. And it was Seth Green, too. I looked up the cast. I was like, yeah, Seth Green. I like Seth Green. That doesn't surprise me. So uh, I do like that the Collector, though, was actually this huge, powerful. Uh, what is he? He's an eternal. No, he's not. I don't know. He's really powerful, though. He's a something like the Grandmaster or something. And so, speaking of things he was collecting, like um, they allow themselves to get captured. The whole plot really doesn't matter because it honestly doesn't. Um, 
T'Challa is just walking through all the shit that he has and all of a sudden his little necklace that's made of vibranium obviously because everything in Wakanda is made out of vibranium it glows and he turns and then the ship glows there's a whole ass Wakandan spaceship on there and T'Challa had previously said at his party he was like you know um, I'm from a place called Wakanda on earth um my father tried to tell me that you know people were corrupt and bad or whatever and I guess I just didn't believe him because uh, Yondu was going to take me back to my dad after I had explored the galaxy a while and Wakanda had been destroyed here we come to this here we come to the end of the road and we can't let go because he gets in this Wakanda spaceship and there are these like I don't know what you would call them they're like models um or like a like a mannequin kind of they're these yeah. like mannequin dormelage pilots. They even have the outfits on, which I kind of thought was really cool. And it's a message from King T'Chaka, who's like older. And he's like, you know, my son, Prince T'Challa, was, uh, he was abducted by aliens like when he was a boy. Um, and we're sending this out to the universe so that if there's any chance of finding him, like, please come home, please send him home. And when I tell you I was about to cry because the actor who plays King T'Chaka, I, I, I really appreciate his work. Um, yeah. I think he's such a good actor and I think he has such a sweet voice for like an old man so his pleading I was like oh he just wanted something to go home oh when I, it was I'm really just, good though like imagine they have that kind of technology to send it out far far into the universe they do like that's insane they that's do insane I mean I know just like the thought of that that kind of technology is insane to think about yeah and they're out here like they're just out here doing that look like sending an SOS into the universe so when T'Challa finds it first of all a little bit a little bit mad because he does get caught he gets thrown back into the the clink with the rest of them he's like yondu you got some explaining to do it pushes yondu up against the little laser gel cell wall thing i was like damn like just fuck yondu he is mad right that could have fucked him up we don't know what that laser is but it really didn't do anything but still you know it could have we don't know and then he's mad. He's screaming at him like, you told me my family was dead, that my country is gone, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, damn. He was like, nah, this was for the best because we're explorers. And he was like, you are a liar and we are nothing. And I was like, period, because I'm with you, T'Challa. And then he said, I'm still your daddy, just like he said in the original. Your daddy. <laughs> your daddy. And I was like, shut the fuck up. You're out here lying to two kids now. Very. At least with Peter Quill, he was lying him for a good reason. Like, you don't have, you, I, I guess he did still have, like, grandparents on Earth. But, like, but your dad he, is, like, a, a space genocider. Yeah, he knew his dad was evil. He was trying to help save him from his dad. What I think is funny is that apparently, like, he had delivered a bunch of other kids to his evil dad. So I was like, damn, what made yeah. this the, like. Yondu has a heart after all for Peter Quill only. And T'Challa. He's like, you know, I might not be your father boy. But I'm your daddy. Which, by the way, one of the funniest lines in the entire movie. But so they get out of jail because that was kind of the plan the whole time was to get in jail and Nebula was going to save them. Was it Nebula? It was Nebula. It was Nebula that saved them. And then she comes and she saves them. She get out of jail and whatever. And they go fight the collector. I don't even remember what they were looking for. They were looking for some kind of like magic space seeds that could bring life to any planet, basically. Yes, because they are altruists. Yeah, they're just trying to save the universe. And it was funny as shit because the Black Order is there, like you said, and they're just kind of protecting things. And Thanos has to fight the... It's Ebony Maw. No, it's not. Ebony Maw wasn't there at that point. I'm it was Proxima, sure Midnight, Proxima Midnight and it was the coal. The coal? What the fuck is the giant one's name? Dwarf something. I only really remember Proxima Midnight. I remember Ebony Maw because I kind of think... 
Well, I, I don't want to tell you what I think now because... Do you think he looks like an oyster? Because I've always thought he looks like an oyster. No, I thought that would make a really good porn star name. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. He looks like an oyster, though. There might be a market for that. There might be a market for that. So Thanos is fighting the Black Order, which is, I can't think of his name, the big one with a hammer in Proxima Midnight. Because Proxima Midnight was outside at first. And they these two idiots, like it was like Thanos and whatever Nebula. Diamond's name is, uh, they're like having a fist fight. He's like, Captain Genocide. Da, 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 da. And then Proxima Midnight is like, it's a distraction. So the whole building goes on lockdown. And that's when all this stuff really starts happening. And they get the seeds or whatever. And they like, they do the exact same thing they did at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy to the Collector. Like they open up all the cages and they're like, here you go. Random assistant lady played by Ophelia Lovabond, whose name, I remember that her name is Ophelia Lovabond, but... I have no idea what her character's name is. I don't know. But I know that, so Thanos is fighting the, the dwarf guy, whatever his name is, in Proxima Midnight. She stabs him in the leg. And this is like a bonding moment for Thanos and Nebula. Because Nebula, I mean, Thanos is getting whooped by both of them, which, again, doesn't make much sense either because Thanos can whoop both of them. Well, whatever. So then Nebula comes back to help him and throws seeds into the big hammer guy's mouth and kills him with like magic seeds because fucking vines just shooting everywhere it's insane it's giving jack and the beanstalk exactly yeah and that's how you kill the giant guy with the hammer what is his name it's killing me (laughs) (laughs) okay i'm about to look that up the whole episode like nothing that happened in the episode really mattered it's like how most people who tell me that iron man 3 was a really good movie if i put a gun to their head they wouldn't remember they can't tell me the plot that's how i feel about this episode um i had more fun watching it than i had watching episodes one or three though but that might just be chadwick boseman's influence and then the fact that i really like josh brolin so him as thanos was like so funny in this episode he was like no they oh also they go back to wakanda at the end of the episode and they're like oh yeah you know that sounds like genocide he's like no because it's perfectly random like they're just having a whole party like they walk into the throne room Mm -hmm. like when killmonger came in in black panther and he's like oh i'm standing in your house yeah i guess um, Yondu felt bad and was like, hey, let's go see your family since they actually are still alive and I lied to you. But that no, part is really sweet, though. I don't think Yondu felt bad. I think T'Challa was like, I'm gonna go see my family. Oh, yeah, you know what? That's probably what it was. He's like, I'm going either way, so you just gonna try to stop me? Or, But that's a sweet moment. I like that one. That was really cute. And everyone is just having a good time with like these aliens. By the way, his name is Black Dwarf. I looked it up. <laughs> I, I had to know. It was killing me. I hate that what I'm gonna say, and I'm sorry that would also be a really good porn star name but yeah so that episode i don't know how i felt about it it was good to see chadwick boseman back i mean we didn't see him but it was good that he was back it was a sweet moment and they even gave like a memory what is the word they memorialized him a bit at the end um yeah but then that wasn't even the end of the episode it was like for like two seconds i don't know who the voice is I don't know if it was Chris Pratt or what, but he shows up. Peter Quill shows up at the end. He's oh, working yeah. at like a friggin' Dairy Queen in Missouri. Um, and then I know this was this. I'm pretty sure this was Kurt Russell, like 100 percent. I'm pretty sure uh, pops up. He's like, hey, Peter, no hello for your dear old dad. And I was like, what the hell? Yeah, ego showed up. And then that's when it like cut out. Right. Just done. Yeah. That was like, and then the watcher is like, he he like speaks at the beginning of every episode. You know, he does the time, space, reality thing. He talks at yeah. the end, 
but like sir you can't just it it's like it's like you can't first you can't leave us like that that's 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 not enough I know that makes me want to have like a part two of this and I didn't I didn't even really enjoy this one but I want to know what happens there ego still comes back for his son if ego got off of his planet that's a big thing because he he had done it before when he went and laid down to make all them kids but but he came back just for Peter Quill this time so that means that something huge is gonna happen so that made me interested and he was like oh yeah yeah Jesus like I didn't like any of this episode except for like a few like here and there moments and the fact that Chadwick Boseman was there obviously but that made me want to keep watching it I saw like and that was the same thing with Captain Carter because like they just open with her talking they end with her talking to Hawkeye and Fury and he, they're like oh the war is over well bitch yeah. what are we doing next yeah like I need to know what happens with Captain Carter now that Steve Rogers is not the focal point of that like what happens with Peggy Carter and but then I digress oh, that's it um I just I was like okay well that's that's it and then this week we watched uh what if the world lost its mightiest heroes oh man now if we want to talk about horrible endings let's talk about this one let's talk about a horrible fucking opening to this this one was my least favorite by far no this one actually I hate to say it it was my my favorite episode I just still also didn't like it (laughs) (laughs) this one I felt okay. so validated. I'm valid. It opens with Nick Fury ta- and Natasha Romanoff in Iron Man 2, where mm-hmm. he's like, an idea was formed. You know, his stupid bullshit yeah. Avengers thing. Talking about he was the like, Avengers. He yeah. was like, extraordinary people to do, you know, what regular people couldn't. And I was like, yes, okay. Because I'm always here for a Sam Jackson moment, period, and always will be. Um, but so they're like, oh, get out of the donut. You know, they have that whole little scene from Iron Man 2. And then they when Black Widow is supposed to inject him with the, the medicine to save off the effects of the palladium poisoning. Wow, I feel like I really do know more about Iron Man movies than people who actually like them. Um, he's he like falls on the ground and is dead. dead yeah, okay. I was laughing. Happened, <laughs> I was confused as hell because she like injects him and the next thing you know, he's falling out of the booth he was sitting in on the floor. And I was like, what happened? And then they're like, he's dead. And uh, I'm sitting here like, what? What? I'm sorry, but the way he fell over, that was so funny. And I didn't read the title of the episode before I watched it. And then you know, I don't watch trailers or anything. So I was like, I had to stop the episode after I had laughed because I, I was like, oh, he's dead. I didn't realize yeah. he was dead. And then I was like, what if the world lost his mighty hero? What? Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I didn't read the title of this episode either. So I went into this just completely uh, ignorant to all of it. So I didn't know what the fuck was about to happen. And then he falls over dead. And I was like, okay, we're, and then we're like, doing Black something Widow, this you episode. Going to jail. Send her to jail. And then she's walking in with the handcuffs. And she's like, you know, I can get out of these, right? And he's like, I'm expecting you to. He's like, girl, to somebody within S.H.I.E.L.D. has killed Tony Stark. You know, I need. He's like, I need some boots on the ground. I need my eyes in the sky. She was like, oh, purr, I got this, Nick. I got so this. they got her on a transport ship. And Gets she out of the handcuffs. Everybody is. First of all, that part was actually funny, though, because she's sitting there in the back of the little truck thing. And then she's like, hey, can we at least put some music on? You guys are really boring. Y'all aren't saying anything. Can we put music on? I'm bored. And then she's like, all right. So I had to make some fun in here. And she like gets out of the handcuffs, just starts beating everybody. And then it's like flashes to the front of the truck. And the guy's sitting there like, I don't know why she's such a big deal. Like all she can do is throw a punch. She's nothing. And then all of a sudden you hear like, bop, 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 bop in the back. And he's like, oh, fuck. (laughs) And And then 
and then you see she's like okay go i'm going to ground and then you see fury he's on his way out he's doing nick fury things getting things done you know everybody's like oh my god you know iron man and then i did not realize that thor one iron man two and i don't remember what the other movie was oh yeah the end of captain of captain america the first avenger that all happens within the same week the same week i didn't realize that either because the watcher said something at the beginning like there was a week in time when so much happened or some shit like that and then i was like what happened and i shit you not this whole episode happened from tuesday to friday and they're like literally showing you the days and after tony stark is dead and they don't have to because if you notice fury isn't there in thor one when they have that whole little thing going that brouhaha in new mexico um but Uh since tony stark is dead he's like well i might as well go so he ends up being on the ground when mjolnir hits like after mjolnir's hit um earth are they in new mexico or are they in arizona but either way they're like all up in the desert and when i tell you colson was like there is a hot guy who's like six three six four (laughs) blonde incredibly great hair he is out here beating everybody's ass and fury is like like, it has a moment where he's like because he said the great hair thing then it flashes over to thor who like waves his hair in the wind like it's a fucking shampoo commercial what's funny is he does that he does that in thor one he literally whoops everybody's ass shakes his hair out it's funny it was actually really funny and then it continues and then you know, like how it happens. He's running through that facility, going to get Milnir. And, and then Hawkeye is there, and they're like, Barton, you know, hold your eyes fire. Eyes in the sky, yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm already here. And he's like, oh my god, Coulson wasn't kidding. This guy really does have great hair. They're like, damn, this is does. a hot guy. Yeah, it was so, fu- that part was funny. And then, so they're sitting there, and he has like his, he's got his sight on Thor, and like he's got his bow drawn like he does in the movies. And he's like, hold your fire. And then all of a sudden, he shoots the arrow, and you're like, what what the fuck i was confused. what happened to the original plot of the movie i know i was sitting here confused as hell because again i still hadn't read the title of this episode and i'm like <laughs> why is because this arrow kills him i didn't know that he could die from an arrow but apparently he can but i think that's well, just he was he didn't have the power of thor yeah because odin like... cast him down to um to earth with no powers and that's why he got tased them two times by the girl from two broke girls yeah do you think he feels like shit now he's like i'm gonna teach you a lesson odin i'm gonna teach you a lesson and then he his son gets killed by a fucking arrow i would feel that is so funny yeah an arrow i sat there i had to pause the show i sat there and i'm like why why and then it continues and then obviously barton gets arrested and he's sitting in his little jail cell and they're talking outside the jail cell and barton's going through it in there he's talking to himself like i don't mess up how i don't do this and the next thing you know, Nick Fury walks in there to talk to him. He's like, he's going to talk to me. We're going to see why he killed this man. And he's like, hey, wake up. Because he's just sitting there now. Boop. And then he like kicks him and he falls over and he's dead too. And you're like, dead as hell. What? What shoes he got on? This is only like a Wednesday, y'all. This just happened on Tuesday when Iron Man died. And this is Wednesday. And then, okay, oh. so let's, let's, let's put at the count. There's what? Six original Avengers. There's Captain America, uh, Iron Man, Black Widow. Hulk, Hawkeye, Thor. Thor. So there's six original Avengers. Yeah. Now so we got Thor down for the count. Iron Man's dead. Hawkeye's dead. So we got three going. All in two days. And again, where... So this was in either Arizona or New, or New Mexico. And then Tony Stark was in New York. How these people died so California. quickly? 
I thought it was in New York. I thought that's where like Star Tower was. So he moved to Malibu. Either way, it's still not very close to each other, which means something is happening a lot in well, this one day. Well, if it was in day. New Mexico, I want you to know that that is incredibly close. Yeah. Um, and then, okay, so the B-plot is that Adrian Romanoff is doing some spy shit. She goes, while all this is happening, she goes and finds Dr. Betty Ross, who is Hulk's girlfriend, right? A lot of people don't know this. Y'all don't know the deep magic because y'all ain't never seen The Incredible Hulk, which... I don't think anybody likes except my cousin Robert. I've personally never seen it. But I know that Betty Ross is his girlfriend. And she's like, Dr. Ross, you know, I'm looking for this information. I need you to help me. And then she's like, oh, whatever this was, it's not human. And that's really all I can tell you. Anyway, you got to go. And she's like, okay, whatever. Because obviously she knows something's going on, but she can't be bothered. Fury calls her and he's like, Natasha, I need you to go to ground because you know my avengers initiative yeah it looks like they're all being taken out and then she's like well what does that have to do with this and or with me and she's like oh you and barton were on the short list and barton is dead Mm -hmm. so now natasha's thinking that she's next or uh banner is next one of the two of them Well, uh, yeah because she's like the only two other people he's like you know it's you and dr banner and so she goes back to dr ross and she's like hey listen ho where he at because i ain't got time now somebody looking for us Mm-hmm. and then bruce banner just pops up he's like he was like in a cupboard or something i was like yeah Damn, so you just living like a mole man and then it fades back to nick fury at this point because there he is there was a massive energy surge or whatever which was the fucking bifrost coming down to new mexico by the way i did look it up you were right it was in new mexico yeah. and and his fucking loki with an army of asgard guardians and the destroyer it was crazy and i was like oh he came to avenge his brother and then they have this little face off with nick fury and, and loki nick fury and i was like the smart thing he's like hey listen we didn't do this we're looking for somebody to kill one of ours so loki says some bullshit he said y'all have until the next dawn to find my brother's killer and i was like, actually team loki in this one though he came to avenge his brother for once of Sir. course, it gets a little skewed later on, but he came for one reason. You know what, TBH? I'm not even mad at that. Then from there, they're like, okay, back to Romanoff. And she's like mm-hmm. talking to Hulk and he's like, um, actually, I should probably be by myself because, you know, people are going to come after me. And then here comes General Ross, who is like Dr. Ross's dad. And also, he's that guy that made the Avengers sign the Sokovia Accords in the movies. And like that, I already knew he was a bad guy. So I was like, how are you guys following for this? You people. Mm -hmm. And then he even Bruce Banner says some comment like, well, it's a good thing I can't die if people are trying to kill us. And you're like, okay, yeah, good point. You know, good point. You can't die. I stopped worrying about him right then. Yeah, because I was like, yeah, I kind of forgot about that part. You are the Hulk right now. And then somebody activates the Hulk and like he when I tell you he is on beast mode, he is literally going up against all these like they got tanks, they got soldiers, they got guns. He is like, I am the Hulk, Hulk smash. They shot him. They shot him and then Bruce was like, Oh, it's fine, I'm not gonna die. I just got shot. And then Hulk comes out and Hulk smashes everything. Everything. And Natasha's like, No, stop, don't do this. Hey, big guy, sun's going down. And then at that point, this was this was the part that I hated the most is he's sitting there. Hulk is just beating everybody, throwing cars, flipping people, stomping on things, you know, and he starts just bubbling up, bubbling and just keeps bubbling until he fucking explodes. 
what like blood guts everything everywhere just dead as hell and we're all sitting here confused like what because he can't die i was he like can't die he literally he said in the avengers movie that he had tried to kill himself and they, the avengers all just said okay and moved like that everybody just moved on from that yeah we really just kind of never acknowledge the fact that this man is horribly suicidal but say lovey he's exploded now that's a thing and at that point it fades to like a little bit in the future natasha's sitting in her room by herself looking up some stuff wasn't really her room it was some kind of like factory thing it was like a terminal and she was like click clack click clack clack um and so she calls colson and she's like hey you know i need you to let me in you know for barton he was my friend blah blah blah, <laughs> blah. a little bullshit and then colson's like yeah sure whatever girl i don't care she so, said, give, she wants his password to the computer and he's like i'm not giving you it and she's like you have to and he's like no and she's like you have to like i'm about to solve all of our problems and he's like okay my password is Steve, 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 I love Steve. I'm starting to think that Colson is a little gay because, like, what is the Captain America obsession? Another gay moment from Marvel. <laughs> Exclusively. Exclusively gay first Colson in a different universe. So she gets in, she figures out the problem. They don't tell you what the problem is at this point. She's just like, aha, she has her moment. Well, she says, like, why would a dead woman or why would a woman who's been dead two years be act- accessing the system? And I was like, yeah it was a good little hint but then she hears like a sound behind her and she turns around and she's like you can't beat me and you can't beat shield and then she gets beat and just then, like that by like an invisible man basically is just flipping her out throwing her threw her into the ceiling cracked the whole ceiling i was like oh this bitch's spine is broke and then, i'm not getting up and she calls fury in the middle of this and she's like fury fury blue <laughs> is the answer and I, I didn't hear what she said and i was like she said the oh. answer is hope the answer is hope and then she i thought she said screen. hulk and i thought she said home and at no point did i ever think she said hope the point where the universe diverged i guess is because um they they figured out in like two two minutes after you see fury in a grave site standing over hope it's, he's listening to the voicemail from him and Coulson are listening to the voicemail and Coulson's like you're the last remaining Avenger initiative and then Nick Fury's like I'm not the last one and I was like oh my god I know who that is and that was a fun time for me did, that was did you only fun oh, time I guess I haven't I still gotta watch Ant-Man or whatever I guess no that wasn't the last Avenger it was uh Carol Danvers because he oh, pulls out oh, his oh. yeah because he pulled the out real the real first uh, Avenger the beeper. yeah so that part, that was the only part I actually genuinely liked in this whole episode. No, be, the part that I really liked was that Fury like, Fury is standing in the middle of a graveyard and he's standing in front of a grave and it's Hope, um, Hope Van Dyne's grave. And I was like, oh, this hoe is dead. And then I was like, oh, I never saw yeah, Ant-Man. Yeah. Was she like a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent? And then she was like dead or something. I was like, oh, is this where the timeline divulged? that she was what? she was dead and then her dad it was hank pym and he was evil and i was so shook because i was like i am so valid did i not say to you about three weeks ago that if hank pym and reed richards like didn't have good people around and they would be full-on supervillains they're both two major life events away from becoming supervillains in I his defense so if my daughter died and i was like a super powered thinking person like them I might turn a little evil too. And he had the yellow jacket suit on, which by the way is one of the worst costumes I've ever seen. The fact that it's yellow sucks. I hate that. Yeah. 
So that's and he what was it is. Big mad, and he so he starts trying to fight Fury, and Fury is not having it. He's literally so agile. He's moving around, and he was like, he's like, you never cared about her. Da, 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 da. He said, I don't give a damn about any of them. He, that, that was, was the, the exact f- quote. He said, I don't give a damn about none of them. I was like, okay. And it was so funny. I was laughing so hard. And that's where I noticed that something was wrong. Because then Fury starts moving impossibly fast for a man his age. Because I don't know how old. He flips over this man. Like, he, he is dodging punches and hits. He's completely avoiding everything. He flips Hank over him. him. He's moving impossibly yeah. fast. And Hank Pym says that, too. He says, you are so agile for a man your age. I was like, period. As you showed, you're Nick Fury. But it's not Nick Fury. It was Loki. Loki is like, ha, that was fun. Because he gets him to admit that he he was like, oh, yeah, I killed I killed that God guy. I killed so-and-so because you were just going to you were going to convince them to join your organization. And then you were going to do this. I was doing them a favor when I killed them. I was like, dang. It was the most stereotypical evil villain thing that you could have done. His whole thing, he's like, I just wanted you to feel the way I felt. And I was like, first of all, sir, like your daughter died. I'm pretty sure that does not equal Thor dying. But first of all, so your daughter dies. That's one woman. And you're going to say F the entire world because we do need the Avengers for some things. Yeah, because after that, obviously, they beat Hank Pym because it's Loki and Nick Fury. So obviously, you know, he's going to lose. And he does. And then he just gets taken away and whatever. But you know what happens after that? Nick Fury says to Loki, like, hey, we were a pretty good team. Or Loki actually said that to Nick Fury. That we're a pretty good team. We should, you know, team up more. And then Loki's like, mm, actually, I have better ideas. Fast forward to Friday. Loki has already taken over the entire fucking world because the Avengers are gone. One yeah. day. He one president day. Loki his way into that thing. He was like, he's like, all the United Nations have agreed that I'm going to be the sole ruler of your planet. Thank you so much. Like, and I was like, girl, bye. And then this was one day he took over the entire world. I was like, okay. And then good the last for you. remnants of like S.H.I.E.L.D. and anybody to do any kind of resistance are like Fury and Coulson. And then Fury's standing there in front of a block of ice. And he's like, okay, welcome back, Captain. It's Captain. First of all, Captain America's in the ice. He, he like rubs it off a little bit. And you see the S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. And then you turn around and guess who's behind him? Captain Marvel. Captain Carol Danvers showed up. And she said, which- who we fighting? And I said, as a hot girl does she came on and she's like all right i'm ready to fight and i was like all right so loki's about to lose by saturday and and does and will and then that's just how the episode ends like so like we've got the tiniest bit of hope and like that's all we have it's really the fact that this happened from tuesday to friday is what got me this man really went over all of america to kill everybody and i was like all right respect a little bit like that's dedication if nothing else Evil Hank Pym is not something that I've ever cared for. And I don't like when he's Yellow Jacket. So here we are. I wasn't here for it. Like personally. Well, that's the first three episodes that were out. What are your thoughts for the rest of the episodes? Mm, I looked at the cast list for um, for What If, uh, because it's readily available as all things are on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know we're going to see Michael B. Jordan um back we're gonna see as killmonger natalie portman is coming back uh the grandmaster is gonna come back the ancient one is gonna be there in a very racist way i'm sure i'm sure angela bassett is gonna be back um they're gonna have there's gonna be zombies also so i know there's gonna be zombies and at least 
a zombie uh wasp um oh which uh, terrifying and spider-man is going to be hunting zombies i guess i don't huh. really care about anything else i'm gonna watch the rest of the episodes i'm kind of interested but like oh i think the night nurse is coming back but not the rosario dawson when um uh, the notebook lady rachel mcadams uh, mm-hmm. she's gonna be in it uh i don't really care about that what i really care about i want to shout out jeffrey wright as the watcher because he is eating no, the executive producer literally said he felt Jeffrey Wright's vocal performance inspires a sense of humanity. Um, and he's cast because his voice mixes power, charisma, and authority with a warm personality. And that's what he's giving. Because and when he, he said, does. And does. When he said that he, he cannot help, he was, what did he say specifically? He said, he said, I watch and I observe, but I do not, cannot, and will not interfere. Though this specific watcher interferes so much, I feel like at the very end, like the, at the end of the season, he is going to come in and wrap all these storylines up. He's going to be like, hey, do this, do this, do this. He's going to I hope in. so. I hope so. I kind of, uh, like we said at the beginning, we do like Elseworld type things, and we do like what if these three stories just were not it for me. Though. I just want to just... see one that ends happily. Yeah, I want to see more. I don't know what I want to see. I don't want to see because what they're doing right now feels like they're just doing it for clout and for attention. It's not like actually anything that should be happening, you know, like they're doing it just for the easy money. Like, that's not what we're here for. And I think a lot of people realize that, too, because a lot of people are not interested in these first three episodes. They're just not where it should be at there's so many other things you could do like what if peter's uncle didn't die he'd still be spider-man but he'd be spider-man with different mindsets you know that's a lot more interesting than watching the avengers die because hank pym went a little crazy first of all especially because i already i've I've been waiting for hank pym to do something like this again for years because i was like "Mm -hmm, it's gonna be you or reed which one y'all gonna snap um no i just i feel like the what is like if even one of them had ended happily i probably would have really liked it because i was, I like to see what people are gonna do i'm like okay show us this nexus event yeah. baby what's going on what's going down and also i will say in the first episode he did say exactly when the timeline changed which was peggy carter staying in the room he says that he's like this is exactly where it changed and i wish he would have done that in all these other ones because he didn't say it ever again this and is I, the same disappointment i felt in the loki show not ever knowing what Sylvie's <laughs> next <laughs> yeah no. it's like, i wish he would have said in all the other ones like hope's daughter died this is when the nexus event changed obviously he wouldn't have said that because that would have ruined the spoiler at the end but something around that would have been i I don't know that's just me critiquing it a little bit i guess because i loved that line i thought it was great and it would have been good foreshadowing for every other episode to follow and then oh, oh, another thing about captain carter um you know how i was privately telling you that marvel has not promoted shang chi and the legend of the ten rings like they ought to have i've seen more promotion on tiktok from the lead actor um, and from Big Nasty mm-hmm. on Instagram, because I like to look at his muscles. Uh, they promoted these shit out of Captain Carter. Like, they promoted these yeah, shit. I saw the advertisement everywhere. I'll put down my Twitter feed on Instagram everywhere. I have not seen that same level of energy for these other What If episodes. And I feel like they're only pushing Captain Carter, like the official Captain America Twitter, which did not even change for Sam Wilson. Like, they had Captain Carter as their... Uh, their profile and everything and i was like girl change that shit back see and again they did all that just for the episode to be focused on steve rogers again wasn't even about captain carter like it should have been which is my own personal beef with that i don't know i think that these could have been a lot better they could have chosen much better 
what ifs to happen. There's so many good options, but uh, we'll see what happens with the rest of these. I'll continue to watch them. I just hope they get better, you know? Oh, and a fun fact for you, because I guess we're done talking about the episodes. You know, uh, Poison Ivy in the Harley Quinn animated series was the voice of Black Widow in our third what if episode? Really? No, I, I, I said, did I say Harley Quinn? I did. I meant to say Poison Ivy in the Harley Quinn animated series, but that lady, her name is like Belle. Yeah, I know what you meant, but I didn't know that. I loved her voice. I loved her voice as Natasha. I'm not. She that was, was one thing eating. That I did like. That's it for this week, right? Yeah, that's all for this week's episode of True Believers. So thank you for listening and all the support that you continue to give us. Um, we'll see you next Wednesday, September 15th, where we'll be doing a spoiler heavy, heavy. review lots of spoilers we'll be breaking it down probably better than we did these first two episodes and i will literally be telling y'all all all my thoughts about the the soundtrack to this movie because i already have them and we only have two singles out so yeah if so tune in next week it's going to be about shang chi we're going to go watch the movie and review it and yeah again this movie has been unfairly labeled as an experiment by executives and could determine the release of the next phase of the mcu so if you care about that at all we ask that you're that if you're able to do so safely that everyone go out to support the movie i mean i also just think it's going to be a really good time we're available on all major streaming platforms except for my now nemesis pandora and if you like the show please leave us a review and continue sharing with your friends and as always if you want to leave a suggestion on what we read or watch, you can find and DM us on Instagram at True Believers Pod and on Twitter at True Believers P. Or you can even email us at number one, one true believers pod at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. And Andrew made me start a TikTok. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye.